Good morning and welcome to the Weldon Green Podcast. Today I have episode 193 coming at you and no other announcements. Just remember to use the code PODCAST if you're going to check out the Mac program instead of the code AskWeldon, which I always present during the show. Let's jump into it. Good morning and welcome to the Ask Weldon Show, episode 193, How to Use Your League of Legends Ladder Climbing Story in a College Application. Today, we have three really interesting questions, and they're all themed kind of about college, college applications, college application to eSport, meaning like, how does my college degree apply to eSport? Um... And the last one has nothing to do with that at all. So we'll get into what that is, and it will be a little bit of a surprise for you uh, at the end of the show. But again, just as yesterday, we only have three questions today, so we can have a nice, fast show. I'm testing a little bit lower length, and also I want the questions to last longer, and I need you guys to call those questions into Anchor, anchor.fm slash Green, because we need more questions for the show, and you guys are the lifeblood, the oxygen of a Q&A show so I expect big things from you. Shout out and shout a call to action from me for you to go to anchor.fm and call in your own questions for this amazing show. Uh, updates and announcements. I'm still alive. The flu has not returned. I still have a cough. It's not really that bad. Mm, Friday is coming up. And this month is almost over. We're almost done with January, February, March, April. We're on to May soon. And in May, I'm going to be doing a lot of sales. Sales, 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 sales. Uh, meaning that I'm going to be doing a lot of B2B sales and try to try to sell myself to teams as a workshop clinician and conferences as a speaker. So if you have any leads or help for that, if you have any connections with Overwatch teams, etc., um, please help me out. I need to drum up revenue so that I can finish this app. And feed the family, obviously, you know, pay the mortgage, etc. Those kinds of things. So without further ado, let's jump into the show. All right, the first question today is from Monocle. And uh, I didn't make any little short... Um, you know, I'm just going to put myself in the middle here. There we go. All right. There we go. All right, let's try that again, guys. I'm going to be in the middle of this question, and uh, and uh, that way we can just listen to it on audio. Y'all ready? Question number one. Hello, Weldon. I have a question about how I can best share my experience with League and mindfulness through the Mac program in order to sell myself to educational institutions. I'm about to finish my transfer degree at community college, largely due to my experience with the Mac program and practicing its applications through League. Now that I am applying to transfer to larger universities, my question is, how should I best go about framing this journey in order to convince someone of my value? Okay, thank you very much for that question. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Okay, so, 
how do you talk about <clears throat> your your transferable life skills in a college application? Now, this is true. I'm going to extend this a little bit because the same exact answer applies to uh, things unrelated to League of Legends and ladder climbing. Things like uh, basket weaving, going to the 4-H and learning how to ride horses. You don't know it, but the, the skills that you learn honing one craft can be learned honing League of Legends if you do it right, right? If you do it correctly, meaning if you use the Mac program to do it, or you use a, that kind of mindset to do it, even if you're not using my program, obviously. So the answer is it all basically comes in the the cover letter. So like the the initial like one page letter that you send to try to get them to open up your application. And if you don't have a cover letter, because it's not that kind of school, then it's all going to come in the in the essay. Um, and so the essay has to have a narrative arc that includes the discovery of yourself through the vehicle of your life and your life being um, kind of like the journey through, you know, video games or esports. So, and and it and by the way, it all needs to culminate in in the application to the school that you're applying to, and and what that gives, what tools that enables you to have to do the thing you want to do with your life. So, the framework that I like to have in an essay. First of all, you want to tell a heroic journey. Okay, you want to tell a heroic journey, and the journey ends not with you getting into the university. Okay too short-sighted. The university is like, you give them all the power. If you write an essay that with a heroic journey of your life that ends with you getting into that university, okay? The heroic journey of your life ends with what you're going to do after university with the skills and the tools and the knowledge and the networks that you acquire at that college, okay? what are you stepping forward to do on this earth? Okay, like where are you going with with all of this intention and the stuff you've learned in your, in your not just your, your, your um, uh, community college, but also like, you know, in, your, in, the, in the eSport application that you've done in your life, in the Mac program, like where are you going with it, right? So think about where that is, okay? Then you take one step back and what, what and how is this university going to enable you to do that? Okay, so you include a little bit of spice for that. You say through, you know, these things that I'm going to acquire, that I plan to acquire from you. And then you talk about what you have done along that journey so far. Like, how, what was the path of that journey? What was the origin point? Okay, so every heroic, if you think of every superhero, right, they have an origin story where they got bit by a radioactive spider or something like that. For my origin story, it's... I have a couple of them, right, for different stages of my life, but the one for application of sports psychology to esport, that origin story is I was sitting in my I was sitting in my uh apartment here in Finland and I couldn't play video games for one of the first times in my life because I had a new child who I was holding. And so I was surfing around the internet and I was forced and I discovered that you could watch video games instead of play them and I thought, wow, this is amazing. I can watch some really good guy play. Uh, and I don't have to, you know, be manning the keyboard. And I can hold my baby, sit in the chair, rock back and forth, and and watch eSport. Cool. And then as I was watching this kid who was competing in front of 15,000 people live on stage, choked, lost three games in a row, and then cried right there in the middle of the tournament. It was a StarCraft II, by the way. And, uh, and 
I knew immediately that he didn't have a coach. I knew that he needed a coach and that the coach needed to be like good, like a real sport coach, right? Not somebody who trains them in the game. The guy was obviously good enough to be there. Somebody who could train him as a competitor. And the only person who could do that is me. I have a degree in sports psychology. I had five years experience coaching by then. I had five years of experience as a teacher molding young people. Uh, I knew how to build curriculum. I knew how to, how to build workshops. I knew how to train coaches. So I could, do, I, I could do teacher training. I could do coach training. And I knew that I could impart the necessary skill set for how to train an esport athlete to a coach, quote unquote coach, who was good at the game. And then they would be a real coach who was good at coaching people, not the game. And so that was the start of my heroic journey. The first thing I needed to do was go after that, and I needed to um, learn how it is that sports psychology works in esports. So I had to invent the field of esports psychology and go and do self-research, kind of. And for that, I had to work with pro teams so that I could work with the highest competitors in the world. And so I started building my brand, and I started coaching amateurs, and then I started coaching pros, and then I started testing ideas, and then I kept reading and investigating and writing articles of, I, of things I wanted to test, and then I would try them out on an athlete, and then they would work, and then I would discover new things. Um, and then stage two was I started building a curriculum and trying to put together a team to train coaches. And then I started training materials, and I started making videos, and then I started working with people. And then it was all ready, and I needed an investor, and I put the story together, and I went out, and I, and I got an investor kind of like a college application. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. This is the heroic journey that led me up to that point. You're the tool that's going to enable me to be awesome and change the world. And I I choose you. And you choose the university. They don't choose you. You choose them. You're like, you are the perfect university to enable everything that I want to accomplish in my life uh, to be this amazing thing. And by the time you finish, they finish reading this essay... They're going to be like, oh my God, we have to get this kid to come here because we have to be the name associated with whatever he's going to do. Like he's going to go out and do some amazing thing and we want to get all the credit. So we better let him come here ASAP. And by the way, here's a scholarship. All right. So find your origin source. This is the, this is the next step. After Remember, after you think about, okay, what are you, what are you going to be doing? What is the university going to enable you? Then go back, find your origin, and the origin for the heroic journey that you want to tell right there, okay? What was the changing point of your life, okay? Then you put a little backstory and spice before that, maybe maybe one paragraph, maybe four sentences, maybe three sentences, maybe half a paragraph of catch or like usually something's going wrong for the hero, you know, before they have their origin story. Not always, right? But Batman, his parents die, um, actually, that is his origin story. Huh. Uh, no, he doesn't become Batman that day, right? That's his, like, low point. Um, so, anyway, maybe you start out a little bit with, like, this is what my life was, or this is what I was doing. Kind of like when I talked about this guy crying, okay? I talked about how I couldn't play video games anymore, and then I discovered you could watch video games, and then, you know, so you have this, like, little lead-up. Then you have the moment, the defining moment, okay? Then you have all of the things that 
you realized needed to happen in that moment. And then evidence of you doing them. Oh my gosh, this kid's a doer, right? He does them. The discoveries that you make along the way. Oh my gosh, this kid's a scientist. He's a researcher. The adaptations you made along the way. Oh my gosh, this kid will change, you know? He's gonna, and, and the changes that you made in yourself, you can also make in other people. Don't brag about changing other people. But try to present it matter-of-factly if you can. Okay? Um, and then the university comes and it's part of the story. And then the culmination is after that, what are you doing with your life? That is how you build any sort of life skill moment, transferable life skills, into a college application. It's through the essay. And the essay has to tell a hero's journey. Okay? So... I can very easily see how an origin point of discovering that you want to take video game... Like, when did video games change from being a game to being a tool to mold your person? When did video games change from being a an escape to being something you structured into your life to improve the way that you handled your relationships? Like, that moment find that origin story and then tell your transition and how you used the dedication of of yourself to that craft to then amplify other things you're doing in your life and where you're going to take that. And it doesn't have to be into games, okay? It doesn't have to be into esport. But it's it's part of the origin story of that if you want to if you want to make sense of it. Or maybe you have a different origin story and it's part of the development along the way. That, that's a harder sell because it takes a lot of background to like explain what video games all of a sudden esport and then what what's the Mac program right so you kind of have to dedicate a significant paragraph to this whole thing and, and if it's a whole paragraph then it's kind of like a pretty important part of a two-page essay um, but I think I think you could pull it off then after you finish your essay set it down uh, first of all overwrite okay like make it a four page essay. Probably you're going to write for like six pages if you're really into the story. <laughs> um, then set it down. Then hand it over to your friends. Okay. Not your parents, not your mentors. Yes. Maybe one of your mentors. Okay. But hand it over to your friends who are really good writers. Like in your English class, go pick out like, you know, the teacher's pet girl who you're kind of friends with or boy who like always is getting an A plus and everything and has an apple and sits in the front of the desk and they have the glasses and like, you know that they're writing poetry all the time, like bring it to them and have them help edit, be like, I'm telling a story. I need your help with this story. Where does this story come through? What are the epic moments that are very emotional? What are the moments that like where you're reading and you're like, this is boring, you know, and if you were a novel, you would just like flip the page and like skim, 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 skim. Oh, look, a fight. And you start reading it. Like you want to find those sentences. So you need somebody who sits there and reads novels all day and flips through the boring parts and just reads the exciting parts and who's a friend that you can rely on to like murder your words and like red, red, you know, red ink, red ink, red ink, red ink. Okay, this sentence. And they're not editing your grammar. They're not editing your prose. You're just like, read this and tell me where the story is. And they're circling like, this sentence made me cry. And these three sentences I didn't even read, you know? And then you trim it down to that. And then you improve it. And then you turn it over to a mentor who then helps you a little bit, maybe with the structure or whatever. And that is how you create the award-winning application. 
you can tell that I've helped a lot of students through this process. Okay, anyway, that's the answer to your question, definitively, and I hope that it's helpful. Let's jump into question number two. Danny asks about his career. Hey, Golden. Hi, I'm Danny. currently a 20-year-old college student majoring in kinesiology, but I really want to pursue a career path within the esports scene, specifically league, since that's really my only passion that I have. Can kinesiology majors have a career within the esports scene, or should I change my major to sports psychology? And also, how do I make connections within the pro teams so that I may be able to work with them? Thank you. All right. So, first of all, you have to find the performance sector of kinesiology. Look around your department. Um, look at the kinesiology research on elite athletes. Look at the um, biomechanics of sport section. Uh, I believe kinesiology is very applicable. I almost studied kinesiology. Instead of sports psychology, I almost went to the University of Minnesota and applied for a kinesiology degree. So uh, I was going to do the same exact thing. I was just going to study neuroscience and the brain and how it operates the body, which is what sports psychology is, the brain and how it operates the body. So all you're really doing is coming at it from a slightly different angle. You can do the same stuff, okay? You want to look at kinesiology being like how the body is operated how it moves what are the what are the hacks and the ways to make it smoother and better um what what are the mechanisms uh underlying energy uh, fueling the body and the brain during uh during long bouts of scrimmage practice what are the underlying mechanisms of the shoulder movement for all fps games versus all uh you know, MOBA games and how can I recommend that people move their arms, and their mouse? Uh, what are the, what are the underlying mechanisms for reaction, reaction, reactin, reaction, reacting to sound versus sight? Like how important is audible communication? How important are game sounds um, versus playing without sound on in the game? Uh, do you hear it before you see it? Do you react to sound before you react to light? Um, so given that, like, how should you construct a communication system in a team, given how it is that people react to sound? Like, what sound do they hear? What sound do they not hear? What sound can they react to? These are all things that you can kind of twist your kinesiology degree, degree towards if you're including the brain neuroscientifically as an intermediary to the musculature system, right? The neuromuscular system. <coughs> so I would say start reading for the answers to those questions. And you might need to move more towards... Uh, like not just the motor cortex, right, part of the brain and the neuromuscular system, but also stepping into the, you know, the sensory parts of the brain and how they connect and how they cause reaction in your muscles and in your reflexes and in your sport, in your trained sport skills. So these kinds of parts of kinesiology. And I think that you will, f um, and specifically and especially skill learning, skill learning is a huge part of this. Uh, and I think that you will find a lot of ways that you can apply that information, that knowledge and build workshops and build clinics and build talks and put out YouTube videos. And okay, then how do you get the uh, attention of the pro teams? The way that I got the attention of the pro teams, so I don't know how you get the attention of the pro teams, but how I got the attention of the pro teams for my ascension of my career was I started doing content marketing. And if you don't know what content marketing is, look it up. And then watch 
Pat Flynn and Gary Vaynerchuk on YouTube. They're like the mommy and the daddy of content marketing. And um, you can essentially steal everything that they're doing and do it for yourself. And then you'll be content marketing. And then the way that I published my content and promoted it to the teams was I specifically did content about that team over and over and over again until it found its way onto that team's subreddit. And then the fans of that team found the content and talked about it and pushed me onto the team. Like they, they, sh- they tweeted at the owners nonstop and they brought it up in the subreddit all the time. And eventually the people on the team saw it, you know, and they were like, oh, and then eventually they contacted me. And then eventually I sold myself on onto them. So then it was, you know, the email process and the putting together flyer process and the putting together a package that they could purchase and bill out and deliverables and what they would get and um, those kinds of things. So then, you know, the business aspect comes in. So then you got to be able to sell yourself. You know, they're not going to, they're not going to be like, oh, hey, we have an opening for a kinesiology application. Come and be our kinesiologist. Like, that's not how it works. Okay. You got to put together a workshop that you want to sell them. You got to say what you're going to get out of this workshop. So productize it. Like say, you're going to buy this product from me and it's going to give you this. And um, so obviously I want you to test this first and your university esports team, by the way, is the best place to test your workshops so that you know what, what good things come out of it. And by the way, you can interview them afterwards and say, hey, what did you get out of this? And then you can actually have that testimonial. Um, and then you sell that to the esport team and then they buy it and you go there and you do it. Done. Okay, I solved your career. Let's finish this program. Uh, Before we finish today's episode, I want to recommend my own program, which I tested with all sorts of amateur athletes and all sorts of amateur teams and all sorts of pro teams. And uh, the results are what I got. Hmm. Well, I won four championships. And my very first championship, uh, so CLG, right? Hadn't won anything for a long time. Five, six, seven years. Five years. Uh, just losing, 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 losing. And they're in the middle of another losing season. I think they even went to relegations and they hire me. I come in in the off season between 2015 spring and summer split. And um, yeah, I'm not sure that that was their relegations. I think it might have been 2014 fall split that was relegations and then in the spring they they uh they they just finished really badly um they get rid of lincoln dexter and they bring on smithy and pobelter and i do a nine week workshop series with the team this exact program the mindfulness acceptance commitment program and then i do a continuation during the season one-on-one with a workshop one-on-one with each player in a workshop with them every single week on these principles. So developing like how do you deploy these in practice and in your mind. And then I come and do a one-week live boot camp with them on all the performance principles of psychology. Uh, not necessarily related to Mac. And then we win the we win the championship. Easy peasy. We went on a 36-game winning streak in our scrims leading up to Madison Square Garden, I believe. Uh, literally no team could touch us. Then we 3-0 uh, semifinals, we 3-0 uh, TSM, 
And were we even in quarters? I think pretty sure we had a buy. Maybe we didn't have a buy, but um, yeah, just dominated the playoffs. That was one of the most fun experiences of my life because I got to see the practical application of mental resilience in a pool of people where nobody else is trained in it, where nobody else could cope with the training intensity that CLG put itself through because nobody else had the ambition and the gumption and the wherewithal to like push themselves that hard. And, and and now many other teams push themselves that hard. So it's a lot harder to pull off. But um, I was able to replicate it again in the, in the summer of 2016 with TSM. Just say like, okay, guys, what does mental resilience gives you? It gives you the ability to work harder than everybody else. So let's just train one third more than every other team. And what's the result? A 17-1 season. Anyway, this program is what I use to do that. Mindfulness Acceptance Commitment Program. It is a training program that it gives you discipline. If you are like, oh, where's my motivation? You don't need motivation. Motivation is an emotion. What you need is discipline. What you're wondering is not, why am I not motivated? What you're wondering is, why can I not do this thing even though I am not motivated? Because I know it's the right thing to do. And the answer is, because you don't have commitment. But before commitment, you need to accept a lot of things. So you got to learn acceptance. And before that, you got to be aware of what is driving you, what is really driving you, what you really want. Um, and for that, you need mindfulness. And that's what this program is about. It's a online video training course. It's a, tr- it's a, it's a video course online, 47 videos. Each of them is a lecture and a mindfulness training session. And the lecture takes you through the, the content and the topics and the ideas. And then there's sometimes there's an activity and then there is, um, and then there's the mindfulness section where you sit and you meditate. And at the end of that, it's like the gym. Okay. You can watch tons of fitness videos on YouTube. It does not make you stronger. I'm sorry to say, although you might wish it to. Um, but anyway, the, the videos are kind of like those fitness videos. Okay. Like I am teaching you and they are lectures, right? But watching a bunch of fitness videos on YouTube and watching a bunch of lectures on in my course is not going to make you mentally resilient. You got to go to the gym. And the mindfulness training session, the seated meditation, is the gym. Okay? And it's the same thing as Headspace. If you've ever done meditation, headspace.com or whatever, I basically just put it into my program so you don't have to buy an external service to do your meditation. Uh, and, then, uh, and then there's the little activities that kind of help you unlock a little bit of your brain along the way and kind of like experience the things I'm talking about in my lectures. And bam, after seven weeks, you'll be mentally tough. And I have loads of testimonials to back this up. And I also have a, because I firmly believe that not everything fits everybody and not everybody is in the stage of life where they can even apply this program, unfortunately, which which is why I'm working to make it into an app to kind of like hit at more people. But I firmly believe that if, you, if it's not for you, then, and it's not a good fit, then it won't work for you, then that's fine. And it's my bad, and you should get your money back. And so I have a infinite refund per- period pa- and policy. Just email me with the little support button that's on the website. Okay, that's the pitch for the program. That's the story about why it came into being. Uh, it came into being because I wanted to be able to do with the pro teams, do with amateur players what I do already with the pro teams which is why it exists. And it's $30 and you can use the code AskWeldon when you check out to get a $5 discount. And then I know that you came from YouTube or Twitch to check it out. So that 
That is the Mac program. All right, moving on to the final question, everybody. Hi, Weldon. It's James. I listened to one of the Mac modules where you talk about athletes who credit mindfulness with their success. And I noticed that all of those that you mentioned were male. I was wondering if you had any thoughts on why this might be. There may, of course, be some bias in terms of male athletes tending to be more visible in the media. But I was just wondering if you think there are any more reasons for this trend. For instance, do you think that perhaps men on average suffer more without mindfulness than women do for some biological or cultural reasons and therefore they feel the need to speak out more about mindfulness thanks okay james first of all very interesting question and thanks for plugging my program and i'm glad that you're already so far to get to that session uh and for reference for everybody else there's a there's a session where i'm explaining uh i'm selling mindfulness to you the watcher of the of the lecture, and I'm using stories from sport to do so, um, stories from really exceptional athletes throughout history who have done amazing things with their bodies and who don't credit mindfulness but practice mindfulness. Some of them credit mindfulness, like Derek Jeter, and some of them just do mindfulness, uh, and it's part and parcel of who they are, and have done meditation training. And... The answer to James's question is no. There were tons of female stories as well. I just picked the biggest like global superstar male athletes that I could because I am selling this program all over the world and it's already hard enough to find universal athletes when I'm not using football. Like if I'm not using football athletes, it's hard to talk to Amer- it's hard to talk to uh, Europeans. And if I'm not using like NBA athletes, um, you know, or football stars, then it's harder to talk to uh, Europeans, or sorry, it's harder to talk to Americans, American football, not European football. By the way, I was talking about soccer. But, oh my gosh, this is getting confusing. Anyway, the point is, I had to pick really big names. So I just shuffled everybody else under the rug, but there's tons of other stories. And when I remake it, I'll be much more diverse in terms of my selection, because I'll have, because I feel like mindfulness is much more accepted now than it was two years ago. It's heard about now. And I have my my reputation as a highly successful esport coach to rely on. So I don't need to rely so much on stories of other athletes. This is I was when I was making this program, you have to remember. It was back in 2013 when I started. So like I didn't have any four championship trophies to hoist up and say, this is why you should meditate. And everybody go, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> you know? Um, I didn't have LCS players messaging me and saying, hey, I got into the LCS, I found your program, and I used it, and I trained, and then I got onto an LCS team. I didn't have that kind of efficacy to point to and say like, hey guys, you can meditate if you want to be an LCS player, and it'll help you beat the competition. So now I can do that, and now I don't need to worry so much about like branding on the athletes, and now I can choose uh, a better mix, a gender mix of stories which I'm very excited about because there'll be people that people don't know, right? So I'll have to tell that athlete's story instead of just say their name. When I say Michael Jordan, everybody knows who that is. Um, you know, so I, I, I used those kind of names. All right. That's the end of the show, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Come check us out live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash mygameswelden, because this show continues. It doesn't stop. When I hit the stop recording button in a couple seconds here, I'm looking at it. 
Um, the show's going to keep going on Twitch. People are going to be asking questions in chat and I'm going to be answering them and we're going to be digging in, meaning that like you get to ask a question, hear the answer, ask the follow-up, hear the answer, dig in more, go back and forth, disagree, and all this amazing stuff. Um, and you and it's not limited to eSport, okay? You can talk about life. We can come in with relationships. You can come in with any question at all and we can sport psychologize the heck out of it and turn you into a high performer in your life or in your endeavor, in your hobby, or in your craft, or in whatever it is you want to do. So come join us on Twitch right now. That was the show for you. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember to use the code podcast if you check out the Mac program. And like I said at the end of the video or the the, the audio that you just heard, also check out Twitch if you want to check this out live. And uh, I'll see you guys later.